Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Tom Terrace, Tom DeAngelis, and Rob Longo. Welcome one and all. Good to be here, David. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. And if everybody would get their Bibles, we're going to break open the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 through 10. But before we do that, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread of life? Absolutely. And uh, if we could, I'm going to borrow a line from the second reading that we'll hear this Sunday as we, uh, as we begin our prayer together. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who can be against us? Dear Heavenly Father, you are for us. You are for each one of us. You love us and have created us in your image and likeness, have a, have a unique plan for each one of us to participate in, in the building of your kingdom here on earth. So thank you, Lord, for being for us. No matter what the world says, no matter what other people's opinions are of us, uh, you are for us. So that is just such, such a, re- a reassuring promise. So thank you, Lord. And as we break open your word today, as we pre- prepare for Sunday, the gospel, Lord, just uh, help it to come alive in our lives. Help us to be better fathers, better husbands, better wives, better mothers, better friends and sons and daughters. Uh, just help solidify all the relationships we have in our lives, Lord, with you at the center. And we just pray. Uh, all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Awesome. And with that, um, Tom, do you mind reading the, the gospel and sure. sharing it with us today? The gospel this week is from uh, the gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Whenever I hear this account of the transfiguration and hear that Jesus took Peter, James, and John, I always like to to pray, Lord, please take me along too. (laughs) Jesus took Peter, James, John, and Rob up the mountain (laughs) to pray, and uh, he wants to do that. He wants to to be with us. He wants us to to come away with him, uh, and he wants to reveal... His glory to us and 
in our relationships, in, in creation, uh, obviously in, in the Eucharist, you know, when, when we receive him at Mass, when we adore him in adoration, that he wants to reveal his glory uh, in, in just all aspects. So what a, what a fun, you know, fun gospel to, to reflect on. It's, uh, it, it, it's beautiful. And, you know, Rob, as you were just sharing that, I was thinking, you know, this is the proof text, I guess you'd call it, of the, the Catholic belief of the communion of saints. Here we have Jesus, and he's meeting with Moses and Elijah, which they're not dead guys. They're alive in the Spirit. In fact, they're that much alive in Christ. They look and radiate like him. And that's what confused my poor boy, Peter. But this is the communion of saints. Jesus was conversing with them. When we seek the saints' intercession, when we seek the angels, the archangels, man, that's biblical. It's right here. So this beautiful text, but here's an important thing. We can go to Mary and Joseph, and we can go to the angels and the archangels, and we can go to the saints, the myriad of saints, to help us on our journey. But don't ever stop with them, because that's what Peter was doing. He was stopping with Moses, stopping with Elijah, and then saying they're equal to Jesus, which the Father then corrects him in a loving way, because I'm a little impetuous like Peter. He says, no, 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 this is my beloved son. Moses and Elijah, in their uniqueness, radiate now fully this beautiful transfiguration. They become Moses and Elijah fully in union with Jesus Christ. And that's what the apostles experienced. And so for me, this is the communion of saints in action. It was okay for Jesus it's okay for us. Somebody, one of my friends asked one time, said, well, how do you know? You, you, know you, you pray to Mary, ask for her intercession. How do you know she hears you? And how does she hear you? And I pondered that. It probably took me a couple years to really truly ponder it. I'm like, wait a minute. Christ is the head. She hears through the ears of Christ, which are the head, Jesus. So Jesus allows that to take place. He is the head. He's got the ears that hear. And then he shares that with Mary because she's so integrated in his body, as are all the great cloud of witnesses, it's also called in the Bible. You know, they're all integrated in that same one body of Christ. They're not dead. Jesus makes that real clear. He says, I'm not the God of the dead. I'm the God of Moses, Elijah, you know, Abraham, Isaac. It's awesome. So that, that just really helped me as a Catholic to say, wow, here it is. It's biblical. And, you know, to pick up on a point that Rob made, uh, you know, when you said... Um, Peter, James, and John, you know, and Rob uh, going up the mountain. Um, and then you, you kind of got into a list of things where, you know, it's kind of like our, our mountaintop, you know, the, the Eucharist and, in, in, you know, and the sacrifice of the Mass, uh, adoration, you know, all those things that are our opportunity to see, you know, the risen Christ and to be invited by him. I mean, those are our invitations to go up the mountain with him and to be with him. And, uh, the other thing that, that kind of hit me about this is, is and I, I hadn't really, you know, again, when we, you take the time to really break these things open, you see things that maybe you didn't, you didn't see or hear when you're just, uh, you know, reading it quickly at Mass every three years. But this whole idea that Peter says in reply, you know, and it kind of hit me, well, in reply to what? Because it didn't see, I didn't see anybody asking a question here, you know, like Jesus didn't ask him a question and he's replying, but it says that. He says, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. It's good for us to be here. That's, that's important. Let us make three tents, and, you know, in effect, so we can stay here. But it's good for us to be here. And then, you know, as somebody pointed out uh, earlier, um, 
the, the father kind of comes in here and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. You know, this isn't just about, like, let's not hold it here. This is my beloved son. Right here, right now, listen to him. You know, and as he comes down the mountain, listen to him. And as he goes to Calvary, listen to him. And as he rises from the dead, listen to him. Like, don't, don't put a tent up and start worshiping that and let Jesus keep going on his way and you're still back at the tent. You know, it's like, this is my beloved son. Here he is. And then he moves here. This is my beloved son. Wherever he is, we need to listen to him because he's moving. Uh, and, and as he moves, that's how he grows us. That's how he develops us. So it kind of hit me. It's a, a little bit different spin on that whole thing. But, you know, it's good for us to be here. Let us make tents so we can stay here. And the father says, no, no, no. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Wherever he goes, listen to him. Follow him. You know? And again, I always want to learn, Tom. So you just broke something else open to me I didn't see before. But, you know, I'm a lot like Peter in a lot of ways. I don't ask God. I just decide what I'm going to do. So what did Peter do? He just decides what he's going to do. He doesn't say, Lord, what would you like us to do? Oh, no, 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 no. He's got the whole plan laid out. And I think that happens to me more times than not in my life. But I tell you, the Lord's really thank you, Lord, for your gentleness. Been teaching me, no, ask questions. Ask the Lord. The other day I said, Lord, where would you like me to go? And boom, I wanted me to go to a meeting. I went to the meeting and I know why I went. And the Lord used me for two hours to help two men that really needed to see. They were blind to two situations. So again, ask God. Don't decide you know the plan. No, that's not God. Tom. I was thinking the exact same thing as Tom was sharing. Uh, you know, we all want to do something quickly. You know, we just want to do it. And instead, I was thinking, you know, like in adoration, we sort of come before our Lord and say, you know, Lord, this is what I want to do. We have our whole list. And like what David was saying, you know, to just, you know, ask instead of, you know, here's what I want to do, blah, 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 and then just listen and then just see how God will open up uh, doors or, or different areas of our life through other people, or he might speak to us in some other way through a song, through a book or something, and that's how we hear him. Or when we, uh, you know, break open, you know, his word, and he speaks to us that way. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, that we all want to do something very quickly like Peter did, but our, you know, the Heavenly Father comes in and says, no, listen to him, you know. So I think... And I, think. I, I circled that little statement that has so much packed into it. Listen to him. And the Bible tells us, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers. Mm. When we hear Christ in that still quiet voice, challenging us to disconnect from television and reconnect with him in quiet time or disconnect from the internet or disconnect, with, we need to then take that course of action because if we listen to him and then don't do what he tells us, what are we saying to the Lord? Well, guess what? You're not king of my life. You don't sit in the throne of my heart. I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> and someone, Father Larry Richard says, that's a theme song of heaven or of, of, of hell, but I don't know about that. But, you know, I mean, it's so important. I want to listen. I want to listen. I want to listen. And God uses so many times people he brings into my life to speak a truth into me. And then I test it like a Berean. Is it, is it test true to Scripture? And if it does, you know, I better be open to listen. Because me, myself, and I, we can get ourselves all confused, all twisted up. And, you know, God the Father doesn't speak very often in Scripture. So if, if he's saying, listen to him, we've got to 
we gotta we gotta pay attention to that. And and the question I'm I'm thinking of is, you know, how often have I been in prayer? I've been asking, and then I'm wondering, all right, Lord, what what are you saying? So I don't know if we can maybe just share any stories or ideas or like how can we become, especially during Lent, you know, as you know, the spring training, right? We're in spring training for Easter. How can we become better listeners? How can we become better listeners? And what what what's the practicality behind being a better listener? You know what, Rob? I'll tell you a story this morning. I love the word Jesus took Peter, James, and John. And I wrote down, I want to be surrendered to the Lord of my life. I want to be docile to the Spirit. So this morning I went to get anniversary cards for my wife. It's our anniversary tomorrow. And the store's closed. I'm like, oh, bummer. I said, oh, Kmart's got it. I'll go to Kmart. So I go over to Kmart. I get the cards. Found two great cards. I picked up a movie I wanted to see with, for the kids. And I go to the checkout line. But I listened. And as the man's trying to check me out, he says, I'm just so filled with stress. I'm so filled with anxiety. I'm so filled with stress. And I said, Lord, help me with the words. And I spoke into the man's heart. I said, peace be with you, young man. He said, are you a pastor? I said, no, I'm not a pastor, but I'm in love with Jesus. Hmm. I said, do you know 365 times in the Bible, the Lord says, be not afraid. One for every day of the week. Fear is not of God. Trust him. Give it to him. Wow, he said, are you sure you're not a pastor? I said, no, 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 I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. In fact, and I said, you know, I told him about, you know, the past, that, that's in God's mercy. Let it go. That only causes despair. I said, the future, it's in God's providence. Don't go there. That causes anxiety, stress. It's a fear of the future, which may never come. And it's not of God. He doesn't live there. I said, but sir, the present moment is a gift from God to be lived in love. He said, wow, that's really good. And so we had a beautiful little time of prayer. He said, will you pray for me? He said, are you a good prayer? I said, <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm, I'm a pretty good at intercessory prayer. So I said, we're going to lift you up in prayer when I leave here. And on the way home, I had to mail something. And uh, I said, you know what? I got to go back. I got to give that man a, a gift. And I gave him our beautiful Catholic prayer book from Stewardship and Mission of Faith. And when I walked back in, he, his eyes lit up. He said, you're back. I said, yeah, I have a gift for you. So there's a beautiful prayer called A Prayer for a Peaceful Spirit. I said, and on the back, that the past, present, future, that's there for you too. I said, this gift is for you. He shook my hand. He said, thank you, thank you, thank you. So mm -hmm. be a good listener. I had to listen mm -hmm. to hear the cry of his heart. Mm -hmm. Then I asked the Lord for the words. This is just this morning, the words to speak into his heart because the sword of truth pierces through bone and marrow to what? To pierce the heart, mm -hmm. to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. Just happened this morning. It was a God moment. Every morning I wake up, I start out with our stewardship of prayer, a morning prayer to the Father, and I ask the God to be a blessing to others every day of my life and to use me as an instrument in the salvation of souls through his grace. And every day he answers that prayer. But we have to listen, which means we have to disconnect from the noise, the earbuds in our ears, the television, the, the computer screen, disconnect. And, and, you know, again, here, Jesus took and then led. He led them. So I want to be led by the Lord. Lead me, Lord. And then he took them to a high mountain because it was there that they could truly get disconnected from the noise of the world to hear truth. So it's like, Lord, take me to where you need to take me so that I may hear you. And we hear God in silence, in silence. I'm going to put one more challenge point out there. Friends of ours that are evangelical Christians, many, many times will say, hey, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And I say, oh, man, not only personal, but an ever-deepening, intimate relationship with him. But there's more. 
because the Lord keeps breaking this open for me. You can have that same personal and ever-deepening intimate relationship with the Father. Jesus said, our Father. He taught us how to pray, our Father. So you can go in quiet time with the Father. You can go in quiet time with Jesus. Guess what? You can have a personal and intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Not just one person of the Trinity, all three, not just personal, but intimate, ever-deepening intimate relationship. With the Holy Spirit, I pray every morning. I ask for the gifts, that they can be used for the glory of God, that I may be blessings to others. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this radio broadcast. Get deep. Don't just stay in the shallow water in a personal relationship. Go deep, ever-deepening intimate with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But you got to let Jesus take you there. you got to let him lead you and let him take you where he's going to take you so you can truly disconnect from the world and listen. Uh, one of the themes of the Dominican order, uh, which I'm involved with as a lay Dominican, is put out into the deep, you know, which is which is from, the, you know, Jesus told Peter and the apostles to put out into the deep, you know, and uh, so, you know, you, when, as you were thinking, as you were uh, talking, David, I was thinking about, you know, Rob's question, um, when have you heard uh, you know, the the voice of God or when have you, you really listened? And I think that the time that I can think of immediately that comes to mind was as a as a brand new father, you know, the baby was just born. I was in the delivery room. I was the first person to hold, you know, my oldest daughter, Marie. And, you know, if, if those of, you know, those of you that have have been first time fathers know that there's there's not only that that um, amazement at what, you know, what's going on here, that this new life has been brought into existence. But there's a little bit of fear you know there's a little bit of like gee this is this is my child i'm responsible for this child now for the you know the rest the rest of my, my life and its life and i still remember you know and it, it wasn't really in words but it, it was a sense of you know um kind of the voice of god saying this is not your child this is my child i'm just giving her to you for a, a while you know take good care of her because i expect her back you know and it touched my heart and I'll never forget that because I still think about that relative to my children and my, my daughters, and you know, especially. But um, that was one time. And it was because of the stillness of, you know, the magnificence or the majesty of what had just happened, the miracle of new life that had just been born. And it was breathing and it was alive and it was ours. And it was, you know, that whole thing that you have when you're a dad for the first time that kind of just overwhelms you. And it was in that little silence that I heard that and I'll, I'll never forget that but the other thing that's been good about that that i to bring it up and remember you know so th- your question was good rob is to just to remember that everybody was that was that baby at one time everybody you know is god's child and everybody has been given to the parents and the rest of us for a while and god's expecting them back and it's it's my job as a dad but it's also my job as a brother as a friend as a you know uh an uncle to to help those children back to God too. So um, uh, I should get I, I should get into those quiet modes more often and hear the Word of God more because I, you know, it's just one of those things. But that was one time that really kind of uh, stands out in my mind. And I also think um, 
you know, when the father says, listen to him, he can almost say, like, pay attention to him, because we do hear God speak to us in the silence, but he also speaks to us if we pay attention to what's going on in our day. And like, this past couple of days, I was struggling with a lot of different things, whether or not God is actually hearing my prayers and everything. And I was just listening to the radio yesterday, and then it almost seemed as if the people who were on the radio talking were addressing the very thing I was pay- I was praying about. And I'm, it just hit me like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it seems like they like God is answering my prayer. And then I was also struggling with the philosophy of, I think it's deism, where God sort of just winds up the, the world and lets it run by itself. And um, I was had the opportunity to be with the priest this past weekend, and he was, and I, I didn't talk about any of this with him. And he was just saying how God orchestrates everything in our life, all of the people that come in and out of our lives. He orchestrates all of that, and it's up to us how we respond to right. to those encounters that make uh, you know that can change our life. And again, it was like, I didn't mention it at all, but it just, I was like just paying attention to what he was saying and I was answering all my prayers. And I'm like, wow, God does hear and answer prayers. It's amazing. It is. And, and I always say that my busy schedule, many times my busy agenda, I miss so many divine appointments. This morning with that man mm-hmm. was the most important place I could be that I could share God's truth with him, to give him a little peace, to pray for him. Because when we got out to the car, then my evangelical friend was out there. He said, how did you get into a conversation with that man about that? I said, I listened. And then I asked the Lord for the words. So then we prayed for him. So we lifted him up in prayer. So, so that, that's beautiful, beautiful. And see, the insight there, too, is that it, it's not necessarily... And we talk a lot about slowing down and being quiet and all that business, but... I think there's also that element of listening while we're in the busyness, you know, is being having a quiet place inside of us where we can be with the Lord while we're going through our day. Because, you know, the the work that we do at Stewardship is the Lord's work. And so the busyness is the Lord's busyness. But we should be listening and paying attention while we're doing that, uh, you know, because because that's what we're that's what we're called to do. So there are. Like I miss I miss situations like that all the time, David, because I'm counting my change or, you know, worried about whether I'm you know, I can get out fast enough or whatever, and I'm not I'm not listening at the in the moment, you know. So back to the gospel, you know, this is my beloved son. Right here in front of you, that checkout clerk, that's my beloved son. Listen to him. Yep. He's been given to the world for he's he's mine. And I'm expecting him back. And you're you have charge of him for this 30 seconds yes. right here at the, at the checkout counter. That, Listen to him. And that gentleman, that person there that you're talking about, David, was suffering. He Absolutely. was suffering. And I just finished reading a book on uh, Pope John Paul II, uh, John Paul, Pope John Paul the Great, his five his five loves, written by Jason Everett. And in there, it talks about the cross. And he said, "Never be in a rush when you're with this, someone who's suffering." Never be in a rush if you're visiting a hospital, if you're visiting a nursing home, but in our day, that if we're paying attention, Tom, mm-hmm. like you said, and we aren't, you know, busy counting our change, yeah. Tom, as you said, yeah. and we encounter the people, David, that you encountered, that man was suffering. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but it, it, if, I, if, if I say something, you know, how much time is this going to take, right? Yeah. But we need to, like Pope John Paul II says, don't be in a rush when we are when we're with someone who's, who's suffering. 
Yeah. I think that's, that's a beautiful exhortation for us. And I was halfway home, and this is my busiest day of the week, and I remembered the prayer book, mm-hmm. and I, I, I pulled over, and I had one, imagine that. And then I had a choice. Mm-hmm. Be too busy to take it back, or take it back. And that taking it back, you know what that said to that mm-hmm. man? I love you, brother. Mm-hmm. I hear your pain. Yeah. And I'm really true, and I'm really praying for you. And I'm worth, I'm worth yeah. it. Uh, yes, like, you're you know, worth the investment. It, it, yeah, yeah. He, he might be thinking, oh, the, yeah. um, I'm not worth anything, or there's no hope, no one cares about yeah. me, right? That, that, that little act of, of charity. And that, that little act in, its, in and of itself, I mean, it, in, in the overall scope of things, it wasn't that big of a deal for you, but it just demonstrates that extravagant love. of could, Why would you expect somebody to turn around and come back and bring you a prayer book after he, you know, just touched your life. That that he stayed with you, and when you came back in, that's what it told him. Maybe not explicitly, but in his heart, he knew this guy left and was still thinking about me. And he said he was going to pray for me. And then he comes walking back in. This is like extra. Like who does that? You know, who does that? Like who waits for their son to come back after they took half of their wealth and ran off and squandered it? Who wait? That's the extravagant love. And it was just a little symbol, but it really was that kind of thing. And you know, when we realize that God created us for two purposes, number one is his delight. Out of pure love he created us, he delights in us. Let's receive his love and, and, and do that. I had such a heart of gratitude when I realized God used me this morning. And then the second purpose is to bring his son, Jesus Christ, into the world again, in and through our uniqueness. The more we become holy, the more we become perfect, like the Heavenly Father is perfect, the more we truly reflect unconditional love of Christ. You know, but God wants to continue to purge out of us anything that's not of him. I always used to always make fun of chiropractors. I said, I don't believe in them. They're quackapractors. Oh, yeah, really, Dave? And 57 years later, God finally takes me to where I have no feeling in my fingertips and takes me to a chiropractor. Imagine that. And I go to the chiropractor. Look at my arrogance. This is just last week. I said, you know, I don't believe in chiropractors. And he said, ah, neither do I. <laughs> so he works on my neck. He works on my back. All of a sudden, I got some feeling. Three days later, I go back. And the Lord said, now apologize, not just to him, but to his assistant. And I went, you're right. I have mocked his profession. I have mocked his gifts. And I went back and in front of his assistant. I said, you know, I owe you an apology. I want to ask for your forgiveness. And please, please please, I am so sorry for what I said in the past, and it won't happen again. And he accepted it, and the Lord purified another piece of David Abel. God bless each and every one of you out there. Have a great day, and reflect Christ purely. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make reflections from the heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website 
or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.